0: I got a lot of great feedback on the wide receivers by the numbers video that I did last week. So what I'm doing today is the 2024 dynasty rookie quarterback class by the numbers. As we did in the wide receiver video, we're going to take a step back. Take a bird's-eye view of the class. We're going to look over the metrics that actually matter for predicting the next great fantasy football quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, so much more of a complex position than wide receivers or running backs. So I will really do my best to outline how much you should glean from each metric because they do not tell the whole story because the quarterback position is much more dependent on coaching and offensive line play and weapons around you and level of competition and all that stuff. But this one should be a very, very valuable, very informative exercise So if you guys enjoy, if you get some value from this, leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you guys are new around here. Now let's get into it. All right, quickly before we get into it, every metric that we are looking at in this video is available in our quarterback draft class database on flockfantasy.com. That will be linked down below in the pinned comment. While I'm going through this, you're gonna see that I'm comparing these top quarterbacks, their career numbers, to the top 15 quarterbacks currently in dynasty right now. All that stuff is in the quarterback database. We also have wide receiver database, running back database. On the site as well. And we also have our draft guide, the Dynasty Wall Street Journal, the first edition, 30 prospects ranked talked about, write-ups, top 30 rankings, comps, grades, all that good stuff is available linked down below in the pinned comment. So let's get right into this. These are career numbers that I'm using. So for Bo Nix, for Caleb Williams, for all these quarterbacks, I'm using career numbers. The reason I'm using career numbers and not just 2023 is because not everybody had their best season this year. For example, Williams and Drake had their best seasons in 2022, but Bo Nix and uh, Jayden Daniels, JJ McCarthy's best seasons were this year. So I'm comparing their entire career. The reason we're doing all of that is because I'm going to use the career numbers of some of these quarterbacks that you might recognize Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. all of the best dynasty fantasy football quarterbacks is what we're comparing these guys against because if this were algebra and we're solving for a top 15 dynasty quarterback, which is ideally what we want when we're drafting one of these guys, then we would just solve for X. We have the answer to the test. So let's use it. The averages that you guys will see at the bottom of the charts that I go through will be the averages of those 15 names that you just saw on the screen. I am looking at the full career numbers of the following top seven quarterbacks in this class who have received legitimate day two or round one buzz or better in this class. So obviously we're talking about Caleb Williams from USC, Drake May from North Carolina, Jaden Daniels from LSU, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, the fringe first round guys as well, like JJ McCarthy from Michigan, Bo Nix from Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, and I've also added in Spencer Rattler from South Carolina because I've seen him get a lot of buzz recently, and I wanted to see if the buzz is warranted. So we're going to start with the basics. So we're going to go through the class, the height, the weight, the projected draft capital, games played, seasons as a starter. These are just the basic numbers with the huge caveat that the heights and weights of these players are not yet official because the scouting combine is this weekend. So make sure you're tapped in to see how these guys actually weigh in with this context. So Bonex, Caleb Williams, Jake, uh, Drake May, JJ McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, Penix, and Rattler, you guys can see them on the screen there. You can see the height and weight and all these thresholds for the top 15 keep trade cut quarterbacks, 10 of the 15 top quarterbacks were juniors or early declares. You can see that a couple of these guys are also juniors or early declares. Caleb Williams, Drake May, and J.J. McCarthy specifically. 13 out of the 15th uh, were 6'1 or taller and we can see here we don't have to deal with any super short quarterbacks. The shortest guys we have are Rattler and Caleb Williams who are 6'1 unofficially right now. And then size and weight specifically we are a little bit concerned with for some of these guys. So let's look at these guys individually. When we look at Drake May, he represents the cleanest projection of the these guys because he's 21 years old he was a two-year starter with prototypical size who expects to get first round draft capital with games played and starting seasons like I know it says that Bo Nix having 61 games played is a good thing because it's in green but realistically we would prefer an early declare who was a two-year starter and had you know good production in that standpoint so yes technically it's a good thing that he has you know high games played in a lot of starting seasons but for the most part it actually just means that he's a higher floor prospect as opposed to a higher ceiling prospect Caleb Williams kind of great um, across the board minus size he's a little bit average from a size standpoint but experience class you know seasons uh, and games played that's definitely ideal for him everybody else in this class has flaws right JJ McCarthy and Jaden Daniels are going to be interesting weigh-ins at the NFL combine because you can see on average, the weight of the top quarterbacks is about 220 pounds and zero of the top quarterbacks are under 205, which is what McCarthy and Daniels are currently listed at. So even your smaller guys, Kyler Murray and those type of dudes, they're at least a little bit you know, bigger in terms of weight than these guys. So definitely concerning for Daniels and McCarthy. Hopefully they can weigh in above 205. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Spencer Rattler—they played a lot of career seasons, so that's one of their concerns. And they're all about fiftieth, sixtieth percentile size-wise, so they're not super freakish, you know, size profiles either. Um, next, we get into uh, mobility. So, of course, we know that. Um, mobility is very, very important for fantasy. And the way that I'm going to go in terms of these overall traits is I'm going in order of my weighted average grading system for quarterbacks, the way that I did it in the draft guide. Out of 100, which is the scale I grade on, mobility, accuracy, and handling pressure make up 45% of that at 15% each. So I'm going to go mobility, accuracy, and handling pressure first. Then we're going to talk about arm talent decision-making, the things that are a little bit less weighted in my grading system. So, of course, mobility directly correlates to fantasy production because... because as we know, you get more fantasy points for running than you do for passing. So Daniels crushes the benchmarks for this. No surprise. We should have expected that. That career-high PFF rushing grade is absurd, 92.4. This is a big reason why he won the Heisman Trophy, posting monster games against Florida, against Alabama, against Mississippi State. All the games that he had great rushing performances in is part of the reason why he's so interesting from a fantasy perspective. I would like to highlight, though, that Drake May is no slouch as a runner. You can see that's a good PFF rushing grade. That's on par with the top quarterbacks. His elusive rating is better than the top quarterbacks. That rush attempts per game number of 8.33 is actually fourth highest among these quarterbacks plus the top quarterbacks in Dynasty. Only Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Jaden Daniels are higher. And he also averaged 6.2 yards per carry, 16 rushing touchdowns in just two seasons as a starter. So Drake May, he is not a pocket passer. He is a dual threat quarterback that produces kind of a Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, maybe even a Josh Allen level of rushing upside. So keep that in mind with Drake. May He's not just a pocket passer, as does Caleb Williams, too. He is also a pretty solid rushing prospect as well, posting great numbers in rushing grade elusive rating on par in terms of rushing um, yards per game or rush attempts per game and also yards per carry. And sneakily, Bo Nix is actually quite solid in this area. If I had to give them comps, like I just said, Jaden Daniels is along the lines of Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson as a runner. Drake May more in that Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence area. And then Caleb Williams, more like Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones. And then Bo Nicks, more like Brock Purdy, Ryan Tannehill, or Baker Mayfield. So if you need an idea of how these guys are going to be as runners, that should give you a good idea in terms of overall comparison. When it comes to accuracy... Again, this is obviously very important. We want our quarterbacks to be accurate, and this looks like a very accurate class with Rattler, surprisingly, as the top quarterback in this class over the course of his career in terms of his accuracy metrics. I think it's really impressive for the three early declares in this class, Caleb Williams from USC, Drake May from North Carolina, and J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, to basically match those averages of the top 15 dynasty quarterbacks despite being young prospects. Because a lot of the top 15 dynasty quarterbacks are guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert Jalen Hurts who were not young quarterbacks coming out of college they were 23 plus years old so the fact that Caleb Drake and JJ stack up to those guys is really important Bo Nix Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix would have better marks in this area of accuracy if we just looked at this year if we just looked at the last two seasons but that's the point of this right You're dinging Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and Michael Penix for being five or six-year players because it's not fair to compare them on an equal playing field to Caleb Williams, to Drake May, or to J.J. McCarthy, who have only played college football for two or three years versus, you know, imagine how good Caleb Williams and Drake May would be two or three years from now if they were still in college. That's kind of how you need to look at the advanced experience level of guys like Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels. Accuracy at a young age is a big indicator for success. The only early declares. In the top 15 Dynasty quarterbacks to crack the marks that um, Drake May and Caleb Williams and J.J. McCarthy cracked are Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, and C.J. Stroud. So that's a good list to be a part of. Of course, we're looking at a sample of elite quarterbacks, but again, even if you looked at all quarterbacks, that is a big indicator of success. So good news for those three guys from an accuracy standpoint. When we look at pressure, and handling pressure is a problem for a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFL once they make that transition from college to the pros, and we've seen that with a guy like Zach Wilson who was very good from a clean pocket in college, had a good offensive line. Then he goes to the NFL and he doesn't look so special anymore. He's getting hit a lot. He's rattled. He's losing confidence. And hopefully that is not the case with any of these quarterbacks. For one, you better be surgical from a clean pocket in college football. And Caleb Williams and Drake May specifically were absolutely surgical from the pocket in college Um if you weren't a 90 plus PFF grade, that was basically a bad thing. And 90 plus is an extremely, extremely high mark to be hitting. Um, and if you weren't 90 plus, you better be a dual threat guy like Lamar Jackson was, like Jalen Hurts was, like um, Josh Allen was. Those guys didn't hit 90 plus in college, but they were great runners in college. So those numbers that Drake May and Caleb Williams are putting up as early declares, they rival the likes of CJ Stroud, of Trevor Lawrence, as of Tua Tungavailoa, as Kyler Murray, as Justin Fields, and Joe Burrow too. If you include non early declares in that conversation. And I really want to, this is a theme of this video. I want to point out the difference in the supporting cast level of Drake May and Caleb Williams. And they've had good receivers, you know, Tez Walker, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, those type of guys. But look at the supporting cast of C.J. Stroud in college. Look at the supporting cast of Trevor Lawrence in college, of Tua Tagovailoa in college, Justin Fields in college, Kyler Murray in college, Joe Burrow in college. I mean, we're talking about some of the best receivers in the NFL right now were the guys that these guys were throwing to. And a lot of these guys, Marvin Harrison and, you know, those dudes are eligible this year to be top end draft picks as well. So Drake May and Caleb Williams doing it without those superstar receivers, is really, really crucial and really a big, big deal for their uh, overall projection. So when we look at their actual numbers versus pressure, because like I said, handling pressure is massive in the NFL. Similar to what I said for clean pockets, the best NFL quarterbacks can either handle pressure well, or they can escape because they're elite runners, or they can do both because their name is Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or guys like that. So Bo Nix grade, if you look at the pressure grade, is better than any of the top quarterbacks. He was unshakable against pressure in his 2023 campaign. Again, he's older than the rest of the class. He's older than all the prospects. That factors in, but still an impressive mark nonetheless. That was better even than Joe Burrow's 2019 season at LSU under pressure. So great news for Bo Nix. Caleb Williams and Drake May faced the most pressure in this class in terms of the percentage of their dropbacks that they were under pressure. Caleb fared really well against pressure in 2022 that's a stupid number by the way for a a true sophomore to post at 79.4 but drake may didn't quite have as good of numbers under pressure which is a concern of his and hopefully it doesn't crop up in the NFL but again Drake May did not have even the supporting cast of Caleb Williams in 2022 when he had Jordan Addison to throw to so that is a bit of a concern of Drake May's but Jaden Daniels and Drake May can both run so that's good that they can overcome that in the NFL if they need to if their pressure numbers aren't great and they get pressure in the NFL at least they can escape the pocket pick up some yards on the ground in Drake May's case he can still make plays on the move with his arm as well and then uh, Spencer Rattler and JJ McCarthy we're both sneaky good here as well. So keep that in mind. Now let's look at arm talent. And this is actually sorted by big time throw rate over their careers. And Drake may an absolute machine with his arm. Only Josh Allen and Justin Fields had a higher career big time throw rate in college. Drake beats out the likes of Tuatunga Vailoa, of Trevor Lawrence, of Joe Burrow, of Justin Herbert for the third highest among this class and the top 15 dynasty quarterbacks right now. So Drake May's arm is freakish. He has the size. He has the arm talent. That is why after his sophomore year, everybody was like, I would take him over CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. It's because he has the arm to be able to back that up. Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, and JJ McCarthy all posting solid numbers and above average numbers. Caleb Williams gets the pub for his arm because he has the ability to make those like Mahomes off arm angle type of throws. But I think Drake May's arm is the best in this class, which might be a hot take, but I do think his play backs it up, play in and play out, even though Caleb Williams will make those spectacular plays pretty consistently as well both of these dudes absolutely high-end arms we're talking about splitting hairs among elite guys here so when we talk about deep passing of course in the nfl and in fantasy football we love when our quarterback throws a 75-yard touchdown right we want that with our fantasy quarterbacks and deep passing is drake may's bread and butter he has the highest average depth of target in this class and also astonishingly completed the most deep passes in this class from an adjusted deep completion percentage standpoint, accounting for drops, accounting for stuff like that. So with Drake May, man, you're talking about an extremely accurate deep passer who likes to throw the ball deep, which is a great combination for fantasy. It's what makes Josh Allen special. It's what makes Patrick Mahomes special. It's what makes us excited to draft those guys in fantasy football. So Drake being the gunslinger that he is and having that high of an adjusted deep completion percentage is extremely impressive, and I can explain why his deep passer rating is the lowest of uh, among this group. And it's crazy that you can be that accurate and not have those plays connect consistently because it just should, goes to show you how much worse his supporting cast is than a lot of these top quarterback prospects. And you guys can see on the screen a tweet that I just tweeted out. Early declare quarterbacks to have at a career-adjusted deep completion percentage of over 45%. You have Tua, Stroud, Drake May, and Justin Fields. Keep in mind the total number of first-round wide receivers that Tua, Stroud, and Fields had to throw to. With Tua, you had Ridley, you had Judy, Smith, Ruggs, Waddle. With Stroud, you have Alave, Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, Mecca Ibuka next year. Fields, you have Alave, you have Garrett Wilson, you have JSN, you have Jamison Williams. Drake May has maybe Tez Walker as a first-round receiver. Josh Downs a great player, not really a downfield threat. Tez Walker was the best he had to work with downfield, which pales in comparison to to what Tua, Stroud and Fields had to had to work with. So yeah it's a lighter conference he plays in the ACC but I would argue it's easier to dominate in the SEC with those receivers that Tua had easier to dominate in the Big Ten with Stroud and Fields receivers than it is to dominate in the ACC with no wide receivers like Drake May was working with a lot of precision deep passers though in this class it's not just Drake May all of them posting pretty great numbers tendency wise it looks like Jaden Daniels JJ McCarthy Bo Nix and Spencer Rattler picked their spots to take deep shots whereas Drake may Caleb Williams and Michael Penix wanted to threaten the field deep wanted to push the ball downfield so again keep in mind those tendencies keep in mind who was doing it well decision making wise so again the other side of this coin is you want to be a gunslinger but you also don't want to turn the ball over constantly you don't want to fumble the ball constantly you don't want to take bad sacks and all that kind of stuff so with Drake may with Caleb Williams and with Jaden Daniels these guys took a lot of sacks and that's definitely unfortunate naturally their numbers for sacks are going to be a little higher than usual because they're playmakers they're going to hold on to the ball longer than your average typical quarterback and when you look at the collegiate numbers of Patrick Mahomes of Lamar Jackson of Josh Allen of Joe Burrow who have similar play styles they were on par with those numbers as well so I'm not overly concerned about the sack numbers of Daniels Drake May and Caleb Williams over their career I will say Caleb Williams specifically had a lot of issues fumbling the ball which he needs to clean up but for the most part, I'm not really concerned about those high sack numbers. Um, These guys actually perform much better at avoiding negative plays than the guys I just mentioned. Like a 1.6% turnover worthy play rate for Jaden Daniels is an outstanding number. Drake May, same thing. Caleb Williams at 2.6%, given his play style, is an outstanding number. I think a lot of people think that he's this boom-bust hero ball guy, and yeah, there's instances, there's games, there's plays where he does that, but generally speaking, 90% of the time, he is very good at taking care of the football. These guys actually perform a lot better at avoiding negative plays than you would think given their film and given what their play style looks like. Fields is the only playmaker quarterback to have a low turnover-worthy play rate like these guys, and it's a great mark for these three first-rounders. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams all very good at avoiding negative plays in addition to making positive plays if we were just looking at this year and last year Bo Nix would actually lead this list he was very good at Oregon of avoiding uh, negative plays but at Auburn he wasn't very good at it which is why he tumbles down this list a little bit and as I mentioned with Caleb Williams got to clean up the fumbles he was much worse this year at avoiding negative plays 3.6 percent than he was in 2022 at 1.8 percent and part of that was because his defense was allowing 40 points a game it felt like Drake may actually despite the down season this year Year was better from a turnover worthy play rate standpoint. So, even though he should have probably been worse because his team was worse and he needed to carry it, he didn't really showcase that hero ball negative quality that Caleb Williams showcased. So, that's good news for Drake May. That's very coachable, and that's something that coaches are really going to like is when your team is down, don't make things worse by turning over the ball. And Drake May definitely did that. So, uh, in terms of basic and advanced deficiencies, that's how I'm going to close out this video. Hopefully, I'm not confusing anybody. I think I'm you know, doing a pretty decent job of explaining kind of what matters and what doesn't matter. When it comes to basic efficiency marks here, yards per attempt is a very common one that people point to. So that's what I have this sorted by. Caleb Williams, 9.1 career yards per attempt, is absurd. That is a really, really high number. Tua, Kyler, CJ Stroud, and Joe Burrow were the only ones to post as high of a number. And keep in mind, context-wise, Kyler was only a one-year starter, so a career number isn't really that impressive for him. Burrow, Tua, and Stroud all had elite supporting casts, unlike Caleb Williams. So very impressive number for Caleb. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and JJ McCarthy all posting very solid numbers passing grade-wise, passer rating-wise, and yards per attempt-wise. Again, keeping in mind their supporting cast are going to inflate their yards per attempt numbers, which is why when you look at who leads the top 15 quarterback classes, it's Stroud, it's Tua, it's Fields, it's Burrow, it's the guys that had the elite receivers because that really helps you, of course, as a quarterback in college. So let's get to the advanced efficiencies. Again, I really, I'm gonna take my time with this because I don't wanna confuse anybody. A lot of these stats are very advanced and very, you know, trying to account for just the individual quarterback's play. This is where the best season production, I'll look at the best season numbers first and then I'll look at the career numbers. This is where you can see the best season production of Jaden Daniels and of Bo Nix, just how good they were in 2023. These guys were both outstanding at both creating big plays, avoiding negative plays, and just overall being an asset to their offense, moving the ball when they need to, taking risks when they need to. So Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix even though they're older quarterback prospects, their seasons this year were absolutely spectacular, and you want to account for that. Drake May, Caleb Williams, and JJ McCarthy here start to look a little bit mortal, right? But again, look at the averages of the top quarterbacks. Caleb Williams still hits them all, despite being an early declare. JJ McCarthy hits most of them, despite being an early declare. I've been glazing Drake May most of this video, but this is where he lost points in my grading system because maybe it was a lack of weapons, maybe it was a little bit of immaturity on his part. Regardless, This class still performed very, very well in these best season metrics areas. When we look at the career. Uh, metrics. This is sorted by career EPA per play. Again, career numbers. Caleb Williams just appears to be one of the best quarterback prospects we've ever seen. And it's accurate. And it should look like that because he is one of the best quarterback prospects that we've seen. Kyler, Tua, Fields, and Stroud were the only ones better in terms of EPA per play. And again, surrounding cast, one-year starter. That's the context you need to apply to Caleb Williams' career EPA number. With all of these stats, it's best to use a comparable to stack them up up again it's not easy for us to say is Drake May a quarterback prospect that we want to invest in based on one metric or based on two metrics you want to stack them up in terms of an overall comparison the guy that looks like his his best comparison from uh, this top 15 dynasty quarterback range is Trevor Lawrence because it was the same conference he was an early declare he was a high draft pick similar size profile similar mobility profile and Drake May actually bests him for the most part across the board in all a lot of these metrics and Especially when you account for where it matters, like deep passing ability and arm talent and mobility, Drake May appears to be as good on paper, if not potentially a little bit better as a prospect than Trevor Lawrence. Now, obviously, Trevor Lawrence won a national championship. There was a lot more team success there, which is why the NFL viewed him as a generational prospect. But given Drake May's circumstances, he couldn't control how good his team was, relatively speaking. He did a great job with what he was given. For Caleb Williams, it looks like his best comparables among this group are... Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, even though nobody likes to compare him to that, and also Kyler Murray. I think those two guys, a combination of them, are the best comparable guy for a guy like Caleb Williams. For Jaden Daniels, I think a lot of people like to point to Lamar Jackson. I actually think Jalen Hurts is the better comparison in terms of his overall metrics and what he looks like on paper. J.J. McCarthy is a rare case. We don't see a lot of prospects like him. The guy he looks most like to me, I think, is like a lower volume, worse version of Tua or of C.J. Stroud with worse passing weapons. Just in terms of his overall metrics from like an EPA standpoint, positive play rate, he actually does stack up well with those guys. Just the problem is Tua and Stroud had much more passing volume. And again, given who they were throwing to in their coaching staff, it makes sense why they threw the ball a lot more. Bo Nix actually looks a lot like Joe Burrow. So you guys can kind of understand why I'm high on Bo Nix. It's wild to say that he looks a lot like Joe Burrow's 2019 season on paper, but it is actually absolutely true. Bo Nix's season in this uh, 2023 season was borderline Heisman worthy. It was borderline first round quarterback worthy. So Bo Nix, definitely a guy that I'm excited about. My rankings for what it's worth at quarterback, go Caleb Williams and Drake May at the top in a tier together. Then we have Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, and J.J. McCarthy all kind of in a tier together. But of course, Jaden Daniels has the rushing ability, which pushes him up the board a little bit more. And that's how you get to him as kind of in a tier of his own ahead of those two guys. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. and Spencer Rattler, these guys don't seem to quite have what it takes to be compared to any of these top quarterbacks. They would be outliers should they crush in the NFL. So hopefully this video was informative for you guys. The quarterback position is really, really challenging to evaluate. A lot of good NFL scouts that break down film way better than I ever could that you know study the quarterback classes and such we're doing the best that we can with this position that is inherently very very volatile so again don't go to the comments and say that there's no way that this prospect can be good because realistically at quarterback there is no precedent we need to know what's above the shoulders with these guys we need to know the landing spot that they actually go to the big takeaways from this video should be that Caleb Williams is a freak of nature prospect do not overthink him Drake May is a stud. So stop overthinking and slandering his ass and pulling out his negative plays as well. Because as bad as some of the plays that he has are, he has way, way more that are great, great plays that make him a great prospect as well. So I don't want to hear any slander on Caleb Williams and Drake May. It is simply prospect fatigue at this point. Jaden Daniels is risky. I understand that I am a little bit wary of Jaden Daniels, but he has the makeup as a rusher to outdo his deficiencies under pressure, to outdo some inaccuracies as a passer. He has the profile that Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Jackson Josh Allen those type of dudes had which is I'm gonna run until I learn how to pass so that is good news for Jaden Daniels Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy are getting round one buzz and it's warranted in my opinion they're good enough prospects to be mid to late first round picks and I'm quite excited about both of them if they do get first round draft capital they will be you know filling out that late first round of rookie drafts in super flex format so That is the end of the video. If you guys enjoyed, leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out the draft guide. Check out the site, Flock Fantasy. All of my uh, super flex and one quarterback rankings are up to date. Top 250s. I just did an update the other day. With rookie picks included, my top 30 prospects are up to date right now. Tons of content available, including every metric that I talked about from this quarterback draft class database and the wide receiver position video that I did last week and the running back position video that I'm going to do next week. So make sure to um, check out Flock Fantasy if you guys are Dynasty Fantasy football players. I promise you, you will not find a better resource, a better site subscription to sign up to. Um, Really appreciate all the support we get over there. Use promo code FSE as always for 30% off, seven day free trial and six months for free when you sign up annually. But with that being said, peace out.